Trying to figure out how niggas make the choices that they make Know you bustin' licks, puttin' food on the plate Bring it home the bank, making shit a found straight But what you gon' do when 12 come your way? Now you in them cuffs, bout to get booked Duckin' your head, making shit nobody can look They takin' out your prints, why you thinkin' about your jits? And it hurt you down bad, now you mad as a bitch Dealin' with the consequences, cause you had balls Thinkin' to yourself, like, how they get Wanna give a shout-out to the brother Lil' Ram For letting us put that on the front end of the podcast, man Appreciate you, brother, man, for real, for real you know that song Cycles, that's off his latest EP Ripple. And you can find Lil Ram, L-I-L-R-A-M, on SoundCloud, IG, Apple Music, that man hustling. Um, and his music has some serious substance that we all can agree with. And the message of his tunes, man, they really move us. So we want to show support to that brother because he shows support to us. So shout out to Lil Ram once again, man. And thank you, brother, for letting us rock that shit on the intro. Um, but that song kind of ties into the the subject matter of today's conversation that was had between BC and J. Scott, the blessed one himself. You know what I'm saying? Um, they review the documentary that came out on Netflix covering the Central Park Five, or excuse me, the Exonerated Five. Um, they go deep dive into kind of like what they felt as they watched it and what it inspired them to do and what we should do as a people and not just the people that's just black people or people of minority descent or anything of that nature, but mostly just as a, as a nation. Um, you know, obviously starting with the fact that, you know, black people in the forefront of these issues, how do we make our message heard? How do we correct what's going on currently in terms of how we are seen, how we're treated in the judicial system, as well as, you know, how we engage with police officers themselves. So please stay tuned and respect these brothers' thoughts, man. This is Undisciplined, the podcast. I'm glad to have us back. All right, welcome, welcome back to our long-awaited return of Undisciplined, the podcast. It's your boy, BC. I got the lead man today. I got my guy with me, the blessed one. Tell them how you feeling today. I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling cool. Yes, that is the blessed one. T-H-E-E, blessed one. Y'all already know that's the man with the plan, man. Y'all need a man. That is your guy. So today, man, me and my guy, man, me and my guy, the blessed one, man, we just going to dive into a topic that, you know, ever since we've been off the air for a little bit, a lot's happened with the Netflix world and the series When They See Us. So for those who don't know what's been going on, you know, it's about um, Central Park Five, uh, five young men, five young gentlemen who experienced a situation where they were out in the park and they got accused of a crime that they didn't commit. And, you know, the Netflix series is in four parts. You know, it discuss a lot of different things. You know, we get to see what these gentlemen dealt with and what me and the blessed one gonna do today we just gonna dive into it we're gonna talk about how we felt about it you know and and what happened you know so josh you know i'm gonna start off by asking you you know just tell the people how it made you feel like we'll start off by that how did it make you feel you can explain the situation to the people you know however you want got you got you so definitely um cool um just pure just if i just think about that question how it made me feel instantly it just honestly like it creates a small little rage i'm not gonna say a huge one but it definitely just like infuriated me a little bit just to know it's just like i mean these weren't just like these weren't men these were these were boys these were kids these were i mean these were middle schoolers and like to know like 
if the situation is uh so if everybody doesn't who hasn't seen it like he said bc like he said they were accused of something that they did not commit they were accused of raping uh a young a young woman and she was clearly older than them and they were middle schoolers and they weren't even in an area where she actually got raped but central park is pretty big for anybody that doesn't know the geographic of central park it is a pretty big area so it's crazy because the way like the people that were accusing them they just connected it to them and it was so crazy because it's like you connected it to kids that didn't even really know each other like out of the five there was like two that were like real cool and then the rest were all strangers to each other and they were coerced they were coerced excuse my language it's pretty much just like forced into telling lies on each other and lying on themselves they um it's crazy because just like i mean we see police brutality and we just see just almost like the news version of the social media but just like when i watched that movie it just really made me realize like and this was back in around like i want to say it was around like 1989 so yeah i think it was around the late 80s yeah so it's just like you look and it's just like dag on it's 89 and like they're doing this to like kids that are 14 14 13 and then one that was 16 and it's just like it it kind of hurts my heart a little bit actually because it's just like I try to put myself in their shoes and like we can all say like oh I wouldn't have lied or I would have told the truth or I would have done this that and the third but it's just like man just watching that I'm just like you don't know we really we really don't know we really can't put ourselves in their shoes but I definitely appreciate uh, I think the uh, director name was Ava her name was Ava and she did a great job just being able to present this and then show what these boys went through I definitely you know just want to piggyback on what you said, you know, the feeling of police brutality that, you know, as a young black man, you know, we always see, you know, discrimination because of our skin color, you know, like we talk about all the time how we feel like even just a routine traffic stop, you know, it makes us nervous because, you know, you don't know what can happen. You know, as a black man, we just feel like, you know, someone is the police are against us that's just how it is you know i mean it it, people can say oh you shouldn't feel that way but you know that's just how it is as a young black man you know they say well it's good cops out here yes that is very true but you know i mean it's always a situation that like this that could happen you know you can never put anything past anyone and with this um series you know it really opened my eyes a lot you know, I I didn't know anything about this situation, never heard about it at all. And, you know, I didn't even know it popped up on Netflix. You know, I was just scrolling on Twitter, you know, and I seen a bunch of people talking about it, right, you know. Right. And when once y'all started talking about it in the chat, you know, it kind of made me it was like everybody, everybody, all of y'all said, man, it just keep pissing me yeah. off. You know, <laughs> I can't even finish it, you yeah. know, and. It took me two weeks to finish that series, man, Josh. That's crazy. <laughs> it took me two that weeks, man. I finished that. I finished that in one night. Uh, me and my girlfriend actually watched it together, and just so my girlfriend's actually from Brooklyn, New York. So just like with her, wow. oh my god, ooh, wow. hey, you talking about somebody getting hot? I was just like, babe, wow. calm down. Like it's, it's all right. This was <laughs> back in '89. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. Just like just trying to keep her calm. But I think about it, it's just like. The same stuff is still happening today. And with her, like, being from Brooklyn, like, she literally tells me a story, like, right after the movie's over. She's like, there was this boy who was mentally handicapped who just got accused of murdering a a jogger, a 
a right. Caucasian woman that was jogging. So, and this just recently happened. I can't remember the boy's name, but it's like, um, I'm just like, dag on. Like, and this dude's like literally mentally, like has a mental issue. So he didn't even realize like he just got, he's like, he's going to jail. Like he got sentenced to life. Right. And this is happening now in 2019. So it's just like. This is crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I, I want to piggyback off what you said. Like, when just getting pulled over, just like, it's crazy. Like you said, some people want to say, like, oh, you shouldn't feel this way. But, man, you got to cast. It's it's hard for some people to put themselves in our shoes, especially as African-American men. Now, these were African-American Definitely. boys. Like, boys. Like, these are children. children. And some of them, like, were getting coerced by the cops without their parents around. So let's so let's let's actually take it episode by yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay. So in the first episode, we could you know if you haven't seen it by now, I really want to apologize. <laughs> Just take this as a spoiler, <laughs> right. you know. But um, <laughs> we're gonna go episode by episode. We're gonna really dive into this, and so we're really gonna talk about this today. So in the first episode, we see the boys. You know, they kicking it, having a good time, doing whatever they're doing in the park. Um, you see some boys get into a fight, mm-hmm. you know, just normal stuff that happens as exactly. teenagers and cops come, you know, you see the boys running away, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the beginning that really started it off to piss me off. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember many of their names. The only ones I really remember is Raymond and Corey. I'm sorry about that. But one of the boys got tackled by a cop. He got tackled mm-hmm. by the cop, and you remember he got hit in the head yes. with the helmet. That was he hit Kevin. him in the head that with the helmet. Kevin. Yes, that was oh, Kevin. Yeah, okay, was okay. So that part already—that's this is not even three minutes into the the freaking yeah. series—already pissed me off right mm-hmm. there. So you know they go into whatever start happening. Uh, I guess some of them went to holding, and um. What was the other? What was the um, African uh, who was friends with Corey? Yusuf, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So Yusuf and Corey was just walking down oh, the street. You know, they were just about to turn away, and then the cops called them. But that right there, that's the discrimination that we face yes. already. How do I fit this description? I'm freaking. No, I was nowhere near yeah, this, but now I fit this description, crazy, bro. And the lady, I remember when she said it, like she's like, "We're gonna find every." young black boy she said everyone she definitely said and i'm just like wow and the thing is so we let's go ahead and we can dive into that yusef and Corey part because that part is actually a very very significant part of that movie where it's just like very this is a question we have to ask ourselves for Corey's for Corey's purpose so yusef obviously fit the description he was 14 he's actually i want to say 13 but he had the bus pass that said he was 14 he said he was trying to get girls cool whatever he still fit the description but Corey did not and the cops said to themselves like well he doesn't fit the description so then the cop takes yusef and then they ask Corey, like hey you want to come down t- you want to come downtown with your friends and it's right. crazy to me just right there we'll pause it's just like the cops made it seem like it was no big deal. You just went, hey, you want to come downtown with your friends? They're making it right. Seem you like, just want to come down here and support yeah, your friends. So they made yeah. it seem like, oh, it's nothing big. So Corey's like, you know, I mean, his mom would kill me if I don't go. So he's going as a friend, a brother, just somebody that supports you. He goes with him, especially since he wasn't even wasn't even there. there. So wasn't that part is there. significant because when you dive into it more, it's like, and like we said, we're spoiling y'all, but. Corey, he was 16 years old. Corey had a mental issue as well. And Corey ended up serving the most time out of all of the guys. 
Corey definitely went through the most, man. Seeing Corey's story hurt yes. me, man. That it hurt really me. did. Um, he was sent to Rikers Island, sixteen years old. Obviously, they they coerced him. They coerced him too, and it was literally like worse than all the other boys. Like, and I just watched the Oprah series on it where she interviewed them, and it's crazy because like she like they talk. She talked to all the boys, and she's like, "Well, they're men now," but she's like, "Was that you guys' first time?" seeing what Corey went through and they all were like yes so it's like many mm. years later it took ava to direct this film series a great film series and it's just like now his friends are finally seeing what he went through so it's just like that right. same hurt that we're feeling they're like man this dude really went through it. and then yusef like he said he's like that will always be my brother because Corey literally just went down to just to make sure his boy was good he went through all yes. of this for me. Essentially, Essentially. exactly. And, and that's one thing we can ask ourselves, like, would we do that for our friends? Like, would we do that for our friends? In 2019, if it was the same situation, we have to ask ourselves, would we do that for our friends? And, I mean, I know me personally, I know I would just because that's just the way I am. But it's just like, when Definitely. you see what he went through, it's just like, damn, like, if, I, if that's what it's going to take, then shit, like, it makes you almost question it. One thing, one thing I want to say that, it's kind of ahead that we we'll jump ahead. I'm gonna oh, jump yeah. ahead real quick, cause Corey had his pretty much his own yes, episode did. in that series. It was the last episode, and you know that was really the strongest episode mm-hmm. for me. You know because of you've seen everything he went through, and the actor who played Corey played Corey from 16 to yes now, and that showed his skill. And you know for him to be able to do that was very, you know it was very impressive, and it showed yeah. his versatility. But, um, you know, how Corey, he, he went through all that for Yusuf, mm-hmm. essentially. He wasn't there, you know, he went down there to help support his friend. And the main thing, it showed how strong Corey was. You know, he stayed true to himself throughout yeah. the entire thing. That's something that those boys did. Yeah. Each of them. Each of them did it. They all stayed true, but Corey really stayed true. He had so many times where he could have got parole, you know, and every time they asked him, are you ready to admit your guilt? I didn't do this. And when they asked the boys, like, do you want to admit to this? We didn't do this, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and if, unless you're in that situation, you're not going to say, oh, I would have did this. I would have did that. But that really shows how strong you are. Are you going to sit and take this punishment for something you didn't do and you're going to stay strong and true to your, you know, this is what I did. You know, I, exactly. I didn't do it, you know, so I'm going to stay true to myself. Are you going to do that? And that's something that, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, we say all the time we say, oh, I do this if I was in this situation. Are you really going to stay true to this, Josh? Like, what do you think? Do you think is I, I personally feel like. That yeah. was the best part to me. I love that they stayed true to themselves. Honestly, you know, dealing with it, it sucks that this is what they have to deal with. But I didn't do this and I'm not going to admit exactly. to something that and I didn't me do. Me personally, I would have definitely had to stay true to it. Actually, when me and my girlfriend was watching it, I was very upset at Antron's dad. That was the baseball player. And his dad was like, you got to right. lie. You got to say what they want you to say. And I'm sitting up there looking like me. Like, I'm like, exactly. man, I was a dad. Like, I'm an uncle, and I'm like, I can never tell my child to do something that, to lie, to and lie. then lie about something like that, too? I'm like, come Definitely. on, dude. 
You're telling your son, a 14-year-old boy, to lie about raping a, she might have been 22 years old, I don't remember how old she was, but a young Caucasian white woman in New York. And most of these boys didn't even, like, some of them didn't no even clue. know what sex was. Like, no clue. Like, they're literally. clueless. It was they're ridiculous. Literally clueless. So that's why I'm like, I would have had to stay true. Because, like, from the jump, I was mad. I was, and that was series. That was part two. And I'm looking like, this nigga right here going to tell his son to lie? And he threw the chair. And he was, like, right. having a temper tantrum. But the boys stayed true to themselves. So that's why I was glad. And, no. Uh, and the one thing about them staying true towards, you know, when it got time for sentencing and, you know, when they first started figuring out what was going to go down, you know, they really decided, okay, like, I think it was Kevin. He sat up and said, yeah. we didn't do this. You know, when they all the lawyers was in the room, mm-hmm. he sat up and said, we didn't do this. And I just wish, you know, it's it's hard to say he should, they should have did this, they shouldn't have did that. But if... They could have just stayed true yes. when they were getting questioned, you know, even though even though as young kids, they shouldn't have been getting exactly. questioned in the first place mm-hmm. without their parents in that room. If they, you know, they had to lie on yeah. each other. They started mm-hmm. lying on each other, you know, but yeah, that's what had to be scared, done. Man, it's crazy. It's like the dad was saying they scared. You got to think about that. it. Think about it, Josh. When you was 14, when you was 14 and your mom asked you something, right. you just nervous. Mm-hmm. You nervous out of your mind. Now the they cops asking you something. to the you're chair. Terrified. They said they was gone without food for a while. Kevin had been knocked senseless. So it's just like you just right. he like he said they all just wanted to go home. They were innocent young boys and they just wanted to go home. You that's all they wanted to do. And what made it worse about Kevin? What made it worse about Kevin? The cop that was questioning yes, him was the exactly. one that hit him with the helmet. And then said, oh, so how did you get the mark on your face? Mm-hmm. Did she scratch you? Like, that right. is not no scratch. Ridiculous, man. It's so crazy. That is being hit with a blunt object. That is he, not he no scratch. pretty hard, too. But I, I definitely, when they did all get in the uh, juvenile, well, not the juvenile detention, but the holding cell, and then Kevin straight up went to him. He's like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm be honest with y'all. He said, I lied, man. I lied on <laughs> like, you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I lied, lied on you. you. And but then yeah. but then it started coming out, you know. Yeah. I lied on you too. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know you. Because they was asking each other's name. They was like, You Antron? And then they was like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, mm-hmm. Tron. Like he's like, I don't even go by Antron. But they was in there saying that. It's just it was so crazy because like that's right. when you just like all the beans get spilled. And they're just like, Man, yeah, we didn't all lie on each other. And then that's when Kevin's like, Why are they doing this to us? And then Ray was like, They ain't never done us no other way. And that was just like uh, that was just right crazy because it's just like man like now they all know like damn we didn't got in some shit and i just so we don't we're gonna dive into the next part where it's just like then they recorded them come Re- oh on, my gosh. man come on josh, come josh bro because <laughs> oh we go into gosh. it and like they recorded the boys <laughs> confessing that they raped this girl they lying on each other and so it gets to the point where now we're in court we are in trial and they had some great defendants because they didn't do it. And they had a guy that literally was going to have mm-hmm. them all free. They said the DNA didn't match or anything. Yep. And the next thing it got to was the defendant talking to the lady who was prosecuting him. And he said, he was like, I thought we were, mm-hmm. he said, I thought we were playing fair. Because literally, he's like, there's no DNA. Why are we still pushing forward with this? And then she's like, well, now it's about politics. So it's a big deal now because like we got... Five young black men, boys, they were looking at them as men, though, and 
we can't just sit up here and just sweep this under the rug and be like, yeah, it's our fault. We 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 definitely don't have the right people. We don't have the right person. Because right. there was only one dude that committed this crime. So she literally was like, you know what? The next thing to bring out was the tapes. And that's what made it messed up. Because mm-hmm. the lawyer sits up here and like almost he pretty much saved the boys. They were like, there's no DNA. They found the DNA. They found the sperm. They found all this, and none of it matches any of these boys. But then the lady goes, "You know what? But we have tapes of these boys confessing that they did commit this crime." And that's the part where I was like, "Wow, right. how fucked up it could be!" Because they edited those tapes too when they were showing it. And mm-hmm. actually, I went back and watched uh, Corey's tape, like the live. You oh, I was just about to say that you should pay oh attention to his goodness. mannerisms and the way he's, you know, the way he's sitting and mm-hmm. how he's looking oh in the video. You can see nope. he's not looking directly at the camera. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the person. He's moving his hands to try to make sure. Yeah. Okay, is this what you want me to say? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Oh and you can goodness. see he's fumbling around because he's trying to remember exactly, the story man. that they and told then he him. Got in court. They had already written out all. They wrote his stuff out. They wrote his statement out for him. They just wrote it out for him, and then they brought it in court. Right. It was like, what does this statement say? And I did tell you he had a he had a little mental problem and as he, well. He said he, he couldn't. Read I, he it. can't read. So he couldn't read. He like, couldn't I can't read. read it. I just can't read it. And they're like, can you read anything? He's like, no. So it's just like, <laughs> and they talking about, but you wrote it. How am I gonna write yeah, it? And I can't so it's read. Just wild to me because I'm just like. So much just gray areas, so much gray areas, so much confusing, and yet you guys still convict these boys, and it just. But that, it honestly mm-hmm. just show how sick our world is, Josh. Like <laughs> it just show how sick our world is. You know, that lady was so yeah. stuck up on getting those Literally boys to go down yep. for Literally something that they didn't do. Even when she was talking to her prosecutor. You know how she was saying, okay, well, none of the DNA matches. She was telling her none of the DNA matches. You know, like, it's these boys' lives that we're putting in jeopardy. Okay, right. well, it's a six person. Right. Now it's this a six like person? We keep adding on. It's just crazy. Now we're going to keep adding people. The political aspect of it is just like they did not want to look like they made a mistake. And it's crazy because our, our justice system, even today, Never wants to take the fall for real for when they make a mistake. We got cops shooting people never. left and right. And it's just like they never want to take the fall. They always want to play victim. It's always it's always some excuse. Okay, I need justification. What was the justification? What was the reason he did this? What did he do to cause him to do this? Like right. somebody just got shot. Like, I know you've seen the video of, I think it was in Phoenix. The mom and the daughter. Of the lady who, um, the mom who had the cops pointing a gun at her over the daughter, taking a a toy, a four-year-old or however old she was, taking a toy out of the store. It's just like, right. That requires guns? bro. Like, that is, that is beyond police brutality. You are threatening, your guys are supposed to protect and serve, and now you're over here, who are you protecting? Who are you protecting? You're pointing a gun at Who a, are we protecting? Uh, a young woman for her for her daughter over a toy. Over a toy. So over a toy. You telling me 
three dollars or let's say five dollars right. max so, you know, is we, worth we a life. dollar general so you know that wasn't even five dollars that thing probably cost a dollar some come on like i'm like come on you feel me y'all gotta stop y'all gotta stop because it's crazy because it's just like now if we look on the other end and i know some people gonna be mad at what i say but it's like when do we ever hear about a caucasian person Getting getting stuck up by the police, and it's crazy. Cause I have to say, they getting stuck up by the police because it's like when you get stuck Honestly. up by somebody, it's mean you're getting robbed. Right. But that's how the police are treating us. They're they're sticking us up. I've seen multiple videos, Josh. I've seen you know they say every you know it's like we see more videos of everything happening versus the good cops. Okay, blah blah blah. But the fact that we can see something happening every it's day, crazy to a black person or a person of color any any is, minority man. like it's sad like i was watching some video um it was a guy minority working outside of his apartment building he was picking up trash outside his apartment building and the cops pulled up on him and you know start questioning him asking him for id and he's like first of all i'm at work this is my apartment building like i can punch you in so you can see that i live here you know and he had a um um a garbage picker upper, like, you know, one of those grabbers in his hand. And they like, I need oh you to put that God. down. It's considered a weapon. Like, how is it considered a weapon? You walked up on me with a bucket in my hand <laughs> and a trash grabber. <laughs> but now I'm I have That's a crazy. weapon. Like now I'm a threat to you. You walked up That's on me crazy. while I was working. Out their way to just you know, day. it's stuff like that that we see every day, man. It's something small yeah, like that that happens yeah, so, every I mean, day this this series this netflix series definitely i hope for anybody that hasn't seen it to definitely check it out but who has seen it, i hope it just opened our eyes a little bit and i hope everybody can really truly open their eyes don't be like linda fairstein she's the lady that just wanted those boys she still believes to this day that them boys had something to do still with believes and, so let's let's dive into that i'm glad you said that so how you said she still believes what i think it, it might have been Corey's episode where um the puerto rican kid had admitted yes to committing the rapes so for people who didn't know it was a guy Corey had ended up getting yeah. into it with him at mm-hmm. one of the jails that Corey was in and um you know somehow they ended up back at the same prison and he told Corey, you know, like, I'm sorry for what we got into, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. he was actually the guy who did it. He confessed. And the um the officer, the lady, prosecutor, whatever the hell she was, she still insisted yeah. that all of these boys did it. She was remember what I what I said mm-hmm. about it was she always said it was a sixth right, person. Yep. She and said was this like was the sixth Rias person. Or something like that. It was a Hispanic dude. Just, yeah, he was. It was yeah. some some part of mm-hmm. yeah, Hispanic kid. But she insisted on him being the sixth person after he oh my admitted God. in grave detail. detail how he did it, what happened. He he admitted where he drug her from, what he hit her the with. Part that really got how he raped the dude her. Dude was a serial rapist. They said he had already committed about four rapes that month. Exactly. So he was in for something that he didn't even, it wasn't even that rape. And the lady said, she was like, how did we let this slip through the cracks? Literally. How do we let this slip through the cracks? The dude was a serial rapist. Raped four people that month. 
this was his fifth one and we just gonna let him slide because we just had to make a scene with the african-american male and one latino it's it's situations like this man where cops don't always cover they tr- they don't always go mm-hmm. over everything they try to cover their tracks they're not mm-hmm. taking every possible avenue who was there where could they have escaped from this is where the situation happened at this is where you were at like they don't take everything into consideration they just want to get their man and get their job done so they don't have to deal with it anymore that's right. really the main thing they don't be wanting to deal with that shit to have a trump's goofy ass on there i'm like this motherfucker oh my right god here. like that's that's <laughs> right. the president <laughs> like literally so that is the is. president that's how yeah. sad this like country is. That is our yeah, president. Let's just execute him. This, that, and the third. Exactly. And he still think he still think like they did it. People just like I said to open the eyes for we can just truly open our eyes. But you know what? Like shit. The truth is the truth. Like, and this is the guy who did it. Them boys are now the exonerated five. Like all the charges dropped. Forty-one million dollar settlement. Definitely. Now, one thing I can dive in on that is, I know a lot of people are like, "Ooh, they got paid this, that, and the third. But it's just like, it's not. Man, it's ain't no not. amount of money. Exactly what time, you said. Though. It's not going to bring back time. Then it's like it's forty-one split between the five guys too. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. And I think they gave enough. him some more money, but still, like. That's still not going to bring back. Man, they all boy, of those kids missed out on their ridiculous. childhood. Ridiculous. Antron even said on the Literally. Oprah series, he said it. I just watched the Oprah series last week. He said, my life is still messed up. He said, I still hate my dad. His dad is dead now. He said, I still hate my dad for making me lie. He said, my mother is gone now. That's the only. He's like, that was the only hope I had. And, you know, during that series when his mom showed up, he's like, I keep hearing voices right. like somebody's walking towards me while he's sleeping in jail. He's like, and it's starting to scare me a little bit. He said, I don't know if I'm dreaming. Or I don't know. And his mom was like, no, that's me mm-hmm. coming to save you. But it's just like, his world was his mom. She's gone now. His dad, he just, his dad just right. ran him crazy. And it's just like, this dude is at this age now. He's married. He actually moved away from New York. He's down in Atlanta. Or he's down in Georgia somewhere. And it's like, he struggles to the day. He says, literally, he just works out all the time. Rides his motorcycle. Goes and visits Raymond. But he says right. he's, he's supposed to be doing therapy. He said he actually really truly knows he needs to do therapy. But he said he won't do it. He even dropped his religion. He said he doesn't believe in God. And it's just like this mm. dude, like whatever he was thinking mm. when he was a 14-year-old boy, it's all out the window. So it's just like think about yourself as a 14-year-old. You know, you're not – obviously you're not – half is – I ain't even going to say half. You're not even oh, not at all. three-fourths of the person that you are today, you know, at 14. But, you know, if you think about how you were at 14, like myself, I was a shy, shy person. You know, I didn't talk a lot. I wasn't as expressive. Exactly. You know, I sports was my expression. You know, but if I'm in a situation like this, you know, I'm in jail. I'm robbed of sports. I'm robbed of school. Exactly. You know, I'm robbed of seeing my family. It's you know, going to. That's going to, it's going to change you. I don't care. I I don't care how much I'm struggling today, money financial wise. You know, I don't care how much I'm struggling today. Yeah. I would never do that and lose my childhood like that. 
and then get the money now, you know, to, yeah, you know, replace so, um, that. That's not going to replace true, that. And it's crazy because it's like, so as the series go on, you see as the boys are getting out, this, that, and the third. And then, like, I remember, I forgot which boy it was. It might have been Antron, matter of fact, when he was out. He was met that girl. And then, like, they got into a little argument. And then she's like, yeah, you probably did rape that girl and this, that, and the third. And it's just like, even to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, like, they're exonerated and everything. It's like, there's still people out there. If they could get a chance to get around them and say something slick like that, they would. And it's so sad because just like, like we said, the money can't, the money can't fix that. It can't fix that. It's, it's always going to be somebody that's going to be like, man, them boys are rapists. Like, they're still guilty. This, that, and the third. And like, Mm -hmm. I like that, um, Corey, he went through the worst anyway, but, um, he actually started like a little foundation for people falsely accused. So, I mean, more power to that brother for doing that because it's just like, that's a that's a huge deal. And I'm glad he did that because it's just like, yeah. Corey, been, he was he went through a lot in there, man. Yeah. So He definitely went through a lot, Corey man. A more now because it's like we probably rolled through most of the stuff that happened, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we touched a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know. Corey's was the final episode where, you know, they pretty much showed where yeah. he went in. Corey was 16, so he got sent to prison versus the juvenile center. And, you know, he went yeah. through he went through it the worst. You know, you seen when he was in there, you know, they yes. they was going to make an example out of him. You know, he, he he was in there, obviously, on no nonsense you know he's a 16 year old kid just trying to survive in there you know grown men you know dealing with you know violence you know people assaulting grown men just trying to take advantage of him and and i i mean the officer yes yes. what was the name roberts who ended up you know he being a he ended up being uh yes yes he did a key piece to helping Corey. You know, what Corey was dealing with, you oh, know, I think it was one time he was in the laundry room and they, they assaulted him. Yeah. They was beat. They, they were abusing that boy. And he told him like, you know, don't ask for, you know, such yeah. and such and such. Cause it's considered snitching. Ask for solitary. He was safer yeah. in solitary than true. he was. Yeah. And the one thing else. I liked about Roberts was Corey was like, why are you doing this for me? And Roberts was like, man, I got a son. So it's just like. It's those people in the world where it's just like, mm-hmm. it's somebody out there that's still looking out for you. And it's just like, I mean, you go through it all and unless you know, like still have a little faith and like something's going to come through. And that dude, Roberts, like you said, he was a very, very key piece to Corey's survival. Because man, oh man, like. Definitely. Like even when they oh, came yes. to tell Corey his, um, his sister passed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yes. that's a big piece of him. And, you know, for him, they, he, yeah. what, what made it good, you know, he's a prisoner, obviously, but they let him express mm-hmm. himself. They let him show that emotion, you know, like that was, I felt like, honestly, I'm that sorry was, to say it after I everything really, he went through, man, that was his breaking point to me. You just don't expect that, man. Like That was, was his like breaking his, point. His, 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 his main person that he was real, real close to. It showed the flashbacks of when he was with his sister. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Definitely. That was but his source of strength. I like how they did all the flashbacks with him. Like, even when he was with his girlfriend, and that's what made that was the point that mm-hmm. made him know, like, I'm not moving jails right. anymore. Because for the people that didn't see this, Corey moved jails multiple times. Rikers Island, I think he was there for May. I don't know how many years he was at Rikers, but he wasn't there that long because it was just too much. So he got transferred. He got transferred. He kept getting transferred. And he kept thinking, like, mm-hmm. he's running away from his problem. And it got to that point where it showed the flashback of when that night happened. He's with his girlfriend. He's like, you know what? I'm going to just stay here. And that's what he told himself. He's like, I can't even transfer no more. It's, it's no point. I'm going to just stay. And that's kind of what helped him really, truly just become. A, a, he was already a stronger individual by that time. But it made him even more stronger and solid and just stick into what his word was. And that's what he did. He stayed. And that was it was that was a very important piece because Definitely. I mean, you think about like if he really does go out that night, like it could have been even worse. It really probably could have been worse. So, I mean, he went through a lot. <laughs> I just feel like it's so crazy that he went he through the most and he wasn't even there. He, even he was not there. Yeah. It's crazy. So for everybody, uh, I'll name the boys off real quick. It was Antron McCray. It was Kevin Richardson, Yusef Salam, Raymond Santana, who was the Latino, and then Corey Wise. Those were the exonerated five now. And um, the guy, Mateus Reyes, was the one that was actually the the rapist. And definitely recommend anybody just researching it or going to watch the video there's actually a video from back in the day that's actually called the central park five it's the old school version um i haven't watched that yet but i mean yeah i think it's on you youtube find that. is but, um, it like where when is they it see it, is definitely will get the job done i i actually watched um the recording the confession the live one of Corey outside of the movie now granted that's extremely long so i wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. watching it in a one-time sitting because i fell asleep after like 30 minutes but you can definitely see like like the nervousness of him and this is like the live video this isn't a movie this isn't acting this is the true like Corey wise like confessing and it's just crazy because it's just like like you said earlier it's just like man like you guys did this to some boys like to some boys and like like I said, Linda still thinks they're guilty. Trump still thinks they're guilty. And there's probably many of people out there that still think they're guilty. But if you are listening to this, they are the exonerated five now. They are not guilty. All the charges were dropped. And I definitely um, appreciate the film by Ava once again, for sure. Definitely. It it, it gave me, you know, a, a different perspective of, you know, what goes on. With these type of situations, you know, I mean, obviously, as a black man, I think, right. you know, with the cops, I think this way with the cops anyway. But, mm-hmm. you know, it just shows me that, you know, yes, what I'm thinking exactly. is really happening. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it happens to somebody. And it makes you, you know, it makes you think, you know, that if this was to happen to me, what would I do? And, you know, it it also helps you, you know, if the situation yeah. is to happen to me, I can somewhat be prepared you know, have some type of idea of what I'm going to go through or how I'm going to react to these things. And, you know, it, as black men, man, we just got to, you know, stay strong and, 
Definitely, you know, um, try to get through. Birds of feather flock together, and those guys were the boys were all innocent. But like anybody that's out there that is doing something wrong, because I'm not gonna sit up here and make it seem like all black people just don't. That we all just perfect because nobody's perfect. But if anybody's out there doing wrong, like hey, this should open your eyes right. as well. No, just like you know what, it's never too late to turn the leaf and like really get things together. Because I mean, you, you don't want to end up in a situation where you truly are like it is your fault. Like you're guilty and you really are guilty because that's when it's just like like yeah man like. Right. We can we can only pray for you. We can't really support you if you're out here really doing something like that. Definitely, man. I just you know, I really appreciated that that whole series, man. I, I enjoyed it, man. You know, just hearing your perspective, hearing other people's perspectives, man. Honestly, whoever's listening, man, if once we drop this episode, you know, yeah, please Give us your perspectives. Oh, yeah, hit up, definitely. hit us up on the Instagram. We're about to get back active on this Instagram. Hit us up. Let us know how it made you feel. You know, we're willing to share that. You know, and we're willing to hear. You know how it made you feel because you know all types of perspectives are open for us. Honestly, you know, I even if you know you felt you know exactly. that they exactly. should have been there. I, I don't yes. care. I want to hear I, why I, do you feel that I way. I agree a hundred percent with that. If you do, we just want to know why for sure. Because I mean. We're not here to bash anybody. We're not really here to get into a super duper argument, but we can talk like adults now. I mean, those those guys have all been exonerated, and we just want to hear everybody's perspective on this. Because I mean, this is a net. I mean, back then, I remember we was talking about Bird Box, and everybody was loving that. It's like now we got a better Netflix series when they see us for sure. So um, right. Oh, exactly. Definitely. Exactly. A yeah. real life Netflix series at that. It's honestly, man, it's, it's great to hear people's perspectives, man. That's one thing that I think yes, will be exactly. a good change mm-hmm. to our world. Obviously, as educators, you know, you know how it goes. We got to listen to people. But, you know, communication, having an actual dialogue, you know, that is the way, you know, even right. if you don't agree with right, what somebody right. say, I don't ever agree with a lot of stuff that's said in the chat. But, you know, <laughs> you just sit back and listen, maybe throw a ha ha here or there, you know, you know, maybe laugh at something. But, you know, you actually listening and, you know, trying to understand why, where people no, come from, you know, because no. obviously we all don't think the same way. But your perspective might be different from mine, you know, and you might be able to open my eyes on something and I might be able to open your eyes on something, you know, it, it's a two-way street. So communication and having dialogues, that's going to be a benefit for our community, man. And as black people, as, as people in general, but I feel like as black people, we need to be able to communicate, you know, yeah. we, we, pers- we yeah, assume yeah. stuff about people so much, man. You just got to be able to communicate. So, um, you know, this would be wrapping up this episode, man. We, we're trying to come back. We're going to get back on here, man. Oh, yeah. Josh, man, I appreciate you, man. It was a great time, man. When They See Us is on Netflix. So if you guys haven't <laughs> watched it, steal one of your friends' Netflix accounts. I might even let you yes, borrow mine. Hit me up because you need to see this. They need to, man. As always, it's great to get on. Josh, get tell on them they need to see DC, this, man. You know, Undiscipline the podcast. <laughs> We're just bringing some some light to you guys' eyes and some joy to you guys' ears, but then we're just bringing the real to you as well. And you can't hate us, just love us and accept us. 
Definitely. We will be back, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Undisciplined, the podcast.